1: Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com.
2: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details.
3: We were talking about the move that you pulled. Now, did you give it a name? Was it given a name? Was there is there a name to the move that you did? There's a name, there's a t-shirt, there's a whole thing. There's even a rule against it now.
1: am blinded by the they know I'm a gold mine everybody.
3: It's amazing. Like, is watermelon is melon connected to the name of the move? Yes. What's I mean, the name of the move? Well, yeah,
4: yeah. it was a last lap, last ditch effort, and yep. anybody in sports knows it's going to be a. Oh
2: on game presents conversations with a legend and now here's lavar errington it
0: was a video game move off into turn three
3: welcome into another exciting edition of up on game presents conversations with a legend i'm lavar Arrington. today i have a great esteemed guest with me we're at the coliseum all right and we're not here for my man caleb williams shout out to my man caleb no, no, it's something totally different. This is not football. This is driving. And if you know what driving means, we're talking NASCAR today. I got my man Ross Chestain in the building with me. He's right here to the, to the right of me. Boom, you can see him in that camera right there. My guy. Thanks for having me. See, thanks for coming on with me. Yes. I appreciate you coming in. Now, there's a whole lot we could get to. I could get to your background, you're from Florida, you know, you was running around and then you realized that the big wheel movement was a big thing and you were right, your big wheel (laughs) and then you had to skid out bad boy and then it led into something different and then you jumped into the cart and then you was in the cart. We could do all that and maybe we will. But before we came on camera, we were talking about history. Now for me, you know, if you know how I get down, we have some of the dopest guests ever on this show and we get some amazing stories and stories that it's like all right that's a different perspective from the person that did it we were talking about the move that you pulled now did you give it a name was it given a name was there is there a name to the move that you did there's a name there's a t-shirt there's a whole thing there's even a rule against it now it's it, no longer it's amazing to be done. It's amazing. Like, is watermelon, is melon connected to the name of the move? Yes. What's the name of the move? Well,
4: it was a last lap, last ditch effort. And anybody in sports knows it's going to be a Hail Mary Mm -hmm. Mm. in any sport. So for us, it was the Hail Hail Melon. Hail Melon. Hail
3: Melon. And it worked. Hail Melon. There's a t-shirt. There's t-shirt. Make sure you go on what what's what's the website? Melon Man Brand. I mean, we keep it simple. Melon Man Brand. And there's something connected to Melon Man Brand. Mm-hmm. Now, give them give them the, the rundown <clears throat> on it. Before we go into the move, give them the rundown on Melon Man. Yes. Where, where did the melon part come from?
4: Uh, a long time before I was ever a, a thought or, or around. Uh, my family. Uh, has farmed watermelons for a very long time. South Georgia, then into South Florida for an earlier crop. And so my brother and I were eighth generation consecutive watermelon farmers. They've been farming longer than that, but they've settled on watermelons and they did different things and they got in and out of the business, but we've been able to really find our niche in in this crazy world and in agriculture is in watermelons. So it's a pretty quick crop is why uh, my great grandfather got back into it and moved to South Florida with the family was he needed cash. I am mean, mm-hmm. cash is king. And a cool. hundred day growing season, that was pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And we've never looked back. We found our niche where we, we stay on the east coast of the, of America. We're over on the east side, but okay. um, we ship watermelons 365 days a year. And produce now, the thought of feeding this world is pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. And it's pretty scary to think and knowing how few people there are really tasked daily with their mm-hmm. their livelihoods are to provide food for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. I'm off racing cars. I'm here in L.A. We'll be in Daytona in two weeks. We'll be back out here in Fontana in
3: three three I'm or four weeks. There, yeah, Montana. I might. We might have to do. We might have to do Daytona. I haven't oh, done Daytona. Man.
4: It's awesome. I've the Daytona been there, but not for Daytona. The Daytona 500 is just incredible. And I was a fan growing up. So as uh. we're as I'm growing up and we're watermelon farmers racing around local short tracks. But before that, I was just a fan. So mm-hmm. I would just go to the races, sit in the grandstands. And I still know at Daytona, right where I sat, I look up there every time I go, and I think back to the kid that was sitting up there with like awesome. Jeff Gordon, rainbow face paint on, like the Rainbow yeah. Warrior car, yeah. Like, yeah, the yeah. car, like the DuPont car. the Ultimate Warrior. And I was like, I just, he, I just wanted to be like Jeff Gordon. And now That's I'm out there smart. racing. So um, long history of watermelon farming. We still do it. My brother, my whole. Not my whole family, but over half my family is involved in the in the business somehow, some way.
3: Big <laughs> watermelon, a little watermelon. All of them. Ran, all of, all them. of them. All right, let's settle something here. This could this could make our relationship stronger. But it, it, I won't say it will hurt it, but it could make it stronger. All right. Red watermelon or pink? Mm. Yeah.
4: So. I have a, a follow-up question for you, okay. but all right. but I'm gonna go with a, a a pink heart. Like the center should be a soft pink. A soft pink. Yeah, more yeah, less red, more pink in the middle. Because it's less sweet. No, I like them sweeter. I like the I like the sweet ones. Now,
3: all right, hold on. I got a question for okay, you now. Okay. All, all right. right. Seeded or seedless? Man, if it's sweet, I'll deal with the seeds. I I'll, I'll deal with them if it's sweet enough. Okay. If it's not sweet, then I'm looking at it and I'm like, why well, am I going to deal with these seeds? Right. If it's, if it's like a really kind of a bland melon, like it's not a good experience for me okay. if I'm the Yep. then yep. it's not sweet, yep. right? It's like it's like eating sunflower seeds. It's like, why am I doing all this with this sunflower seed mm. and it's not really good to me. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's kind of like the same feeling like I'll deal with the seed. I'm not gonna say I'll, I, I'm all in. You're on seedless. It. You're seedless. a seedless guy. A seedless you can just go ahead and say it. It's Are you fine. a seedless guy? No. You like Seeding. the seeds. I like the seeds. Give me. I'll deal the with seeds. Them. I'll deal with them. If I mean, the, if, if the melon is sweet.
4: You got somebody you're sitting there eating with? You just fire one right at them. I
3: never. We're looked like at kids it. again. I never looked at. We're just it we're just big kids. Well, I'm a smaller. No, kid I'm definitely you. no. You're definitely bigger than I thought. Mm. How about that first
4: thing you said to me, I, we started off with yeah, n- not bigger, the truth. But I was joking. Yeah, it was not the truth. I was joking. You're the first person that's ever said that. Nobody's even well, lied to I wanted to, to, me to gas you that.
3: up, you know, so to speak. You know, you get it. Gas, I appreciate gas, this chair being elevated to you make us like look like we're you like that. Sugar or salt? <laughs> neither. You don't put neither Mm-mm, one on it.
4: Just eat it. Eat it.
3: However I you can't want to judge it. you then. See, I'd go sugar if I had to do it. If you had to do it, which I think one?
4: they're sweet enough.
3: Okay, it's fair. I mean, he's the expert, right? I mean, he is the melon expert. Okay, speaking of expert, let's go back to the hell melon. Mm-hmm. What the hell were you thinking? Yeah,
4: well. We- my my path in the sport is not a traditional one. So I got in in 2011 uh, over a decade ago at 18 years old. I'm 30 now. So I was 29 when I made the move. And I've had good rides. I've lost my rides. I've won races. I've had my sponsors go bankrupt and out of the, out of business. Mm-hmm. Um, and through all of that, I've realized like nothing's ever guaranteed and, and that what I do, we we can, if we just keep doing it, we can almost will it into existence. And mm-hmm. that's kind of our running joke with my group is that, like, we just didn't go away. I've had competitors, boys and girls at race cars that had more sponsorship, more opportunities, and were getting further ahead of, than me in, in their careers. And then two Gosh. years later, they're gone, and I'm still, like, at the same level, maybe one step up from where mm-hmm. I was two years ago. But they took five steps, and then they failed. Mm-hmm. And we just kept... And we weren't, like, we just, I wasn't gonna stop. There was times where I thought about it, There's times where I had honest conversations. Is this right? Is this supposed to happen? Is this what I'm meant to do? And we just never could come up with a reason why not to. Mm-hmm. And so, you go through last year, and, and we started off terrible. We came to the Clash, and we didn't even make the race. Mm-hmm. I had signed with Trackhouse, my mm-hmm. new team, Justin Marks and Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide, like mm-hmm. my owner, Woo! he's here gonna perform. Right. Pre-race, yeah. I'm not even here for the pre-race because we missed the race and I jumped on a flight home because I'm a terrible loser. Okay, good. I'm a very sore loser.
3: Good lo- you shouldn't be a good loser.
4: The problem with NASCAR is that only one guy wins every week and at mm-hmm. least 35 guys lose every week. Right. It's not a 50-50 like any other stick and ball sport. Right. So there's a lot of losing involved. But when I didn't make the race, I couldn't. I couldn't stand to be here, so we flew home. We go to the Daytona 500, biggest race of the year last year. In the sport, it's the biggest race. We finished last. First car out. Wow. It's also the highest paying race. It's a bad one to finish last. last in. One to finish it's last, a bad right, one. Right, right. So our season got off to a terrible start. We got get into the season, a few more weeks, a few months. We start finishing the top five. We lead some laps. We win a race. We win at Coda. We win at Talladega. Historic track. Then we get into the playoffs. We, movie about we keep, it. yeah. Oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. Go fast. Hey, I uh, I can't knock the movie. It brought a lot of attention to us yeah, all
3: right. for all of its bad jokes. It was, it was funny, though. It was funny. It was pretty funny. So, so we,
4: we go through the playoffs, and we're stepping through the rounds in each race, ten races, nine races to get to the final one, and we look good. Like, we've got a pad on the points going into the final race at Martinsville to transfer to Phoenix, and then all of a sudden we're not going to make it. And it was... It was, ter- it was a terrible feeling because I had several laps to think about it. And from five laps to go at that Martinsville race till coming to the white flag, I was actually crying in the car. I actually mm. had tears in my helmet. Mm. I could feel it and I knew we were out. And then coming to the white flag, the thought popped in my head of running the wall. Wow. So I had thought about it you know, years past and I did it playing video games, but since then I hadn't really planned for it. But I knew that there was options we, we hit the wall a lot, so I know what it feels like, and I know how to, know how to properly hit the wall, if that makes sense. Uh, I know I, how to wreck a car. It. I'm you a pre- professional a race car. car driver, and right. I've wrecked more race cars than everybody in this room combined. Okay.
3: That's fair. <laughs>
4: it's a, fair, it's a, it's a fair. valid thing. And so, yeah, I had less than 15 seconds from the time it popped in my head to the time I grabbed fifth gear. And just like Talladega Nights and, and uh, Days of Thunder, grabbed yeah. an extra gear yeah, and went around five cars.
3: Crazy, man. All right, so (laughs) it's like when you think it conceptually and you do it, I know for me, when I did stuff that was just outlandish, I'm like, I freaking did this. Like, holy shit, I did this. While you're hitting that wall and you're moving along that wall, Tears in your eyes. What's going through? What's
4: going through your head? So luckily, when the when the thought popped into my head of the wall, the tears
3: they went away. They were gone. They were gone. And like, it was back I, to business. I mean, you like can't I, go into the wall with tears in your eyes. No. Nope, okay, nope. okay. Okay. Okay.
4: But okay. when I did, I what I had in my head for those that that half of a lap that I had to think about it. It won't hurt. It'll be. It'll just keep going. Mm -hmm. We have a new car. So last year, 2022 was the first year of the next gen car. NASCAR's biggest reset we've ever seen in our sport. Before 2022, for 73 years, the sport has manufactured cars with each team manufacturing, designing, building, putting your own car on track. Mm -hmm. Last year, it's basically, think of it like Amazon. We go onto an online portal, we order the chassis. Mm -hmm. We order the suspension. We order everything and we assemble it we're assemblers now mm-hmm. everybody has the same car me Kyle Busch that was a
3: big debate for a
4: while yes. too oh yeah, it's, yeah that was it's, a very very it's big a, debate it's the largest shift the sport has ever seen the largest reset but it gave all teams the same hardware now it's up to our people to make it right to make it the best so yeah. we all have the same box how do you build a better box yeah And what I love is that I'm getting to do it with my people. So I have the same group on the one car I had the year before on the 42, Mm -hmm. which is who I had the sponsor with in the Xfinity series, which went away. So I've been with this team for several years, growing into my role with them. Mm -hmm. And now with Trackhouse, they acquired the old team, and now we are what we are now. Um, But when I hit the wall, it hurt worse. Immediately, the first hit, bam. Uh And I was like... Oh, that's not
3: good. Uh-huh. Hey, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's right. This year has gone by so quickly, and there's so many things to be proud of in your 2024 so far. But oh, there's some things that you still want to accomplish out there as well. So, look, when life is going fast and it's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins, You stop and celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. That's right. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. So listen, I got to tell you, I benefit from therapy. That's right. I have conversations and I talk about the things I want to accomplish. I talk about things that I have accomplished. And you know what? When you do it, you go to a place like better help that's right it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries it empowers you to be the best version of yourself i know it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma it's for all of us all right if you're thinking about starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Take a moment, visit BetterHelp.com/GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents.
1: Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at HomeDepot.com.
4: I didn't really tie the car into the wall exactly how I wanted. I missed hit it, it a little hard. like six inches. It uh-huh, was what okay. I fe- I think what I measured was I missed it by like a six inch mark. All right, I'm going 125 miles an hour. It's hard to hit six inches. Yeah, and go figure. Yeah, you know what I mean, so I missed six it. inches,
3: 120 miles per hour. I mean, yeah. but the know. wall the wall caught me.
4: Right. So fast forward like one second. And I realized I'm not doing anything to help this car, except I just have to hold it to the floor. Yeah. So I actually let go of the wheel, which is something we'd never do. we crash holding onto the wheels, steering. We st- hit a wall head on. We're still steering. We're yeah. trying to save the car. Uh-huh. When I let go, that's when the fear came in because I'd lost control. But I trusted that if I just stayed in the throttle, the wall would carry Guide me. Guide you in. So when I did, the G-forces were over 5 Gs. That's like what a fighter pilot experiences in a, yeah. in a deep bank curve. My arms just went straight to the right. I had no control. My vision's blurry. I'm hitting the wall. It's the longest wreck of my career. I've never wrecked for that long before. It's usually tenths of a second, hundredths of a second impact. This was several seconds. And uh, the first thing I saw when I came out the other side was a car in front of me I ran into. I ran in the back of the mm-hmm. sixth car, Brad mm-hmm. Kozlowski. And I looked over and I, and I saw the 11, who I knew we had to beat for points. So like you said, That realization of, I did that. Yeah. That was right then, but my brain couldn't comprehend. I couldn't comprehend that it worked. I just, I knew we did it, but I had to get the, like, somebody had to tell me for sure. Yeah. Then when they showed me the video,
3: it doesn't look real.
4: But it doesn't look real. It doesn't. It looks fake. But you're sitting there like, that looked fake. I did that. That realization is that I did something so out there and outlandish that it
3: doesn't look real. That you can't even do it again. We don't even want to see nobody try to do it again. No, we're done, we're done. It was great, but no, no it. was doing. a mic drop. How does yeah. that feel? Take... So many people have done so many great things to this sport. You now have a, a chapter, a line item mm-hmm. and things that have been done in this sport. How does that feel? Yeah. Well,
4: I like that we thought outside the box and we're pushing the sport forward. Mm-hmm. That's my second rule I got created about me last year. There was another race earlier in the year at Indianapolis that I took an access road that were, was legal, but now it's going to be redesigned, and, and I did it too well. You're, and I you're made a maverick, so a renegade. I got two rules made after me last year. I take a badge of honor in that right.
3: because I didn't go out to break the rules. Right. I just read the rules and saw and you did, I read them for what I saw them. All right. That's um, a football term. You know, Bill Belichick does stuff like that. Okay. You know? It's in the rule book if you if you read it. If you look at it, it's right there. Yeah. You might have not have looked for it. You didn't see the fine print, but now that I've executed it, now you know that it's there. Right. You're one of those. Okay. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Um, It's like seeds in your melon, you know. Um, I'd rather seeds in my melon, bro. Yeah. 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 Oh.
4: We, uh, the best part was that it got us to the championship which gave our team in our first year together at Trackhouse and my second year with my group uh, a chance to fight for a championship, which is ultimately what this sport is all about.
3: Ross, what were they saying to you on your headphones? Like, I know we're staying on it, but it's historical. So (laughs) I got, I want to go through the whole thing. Because when you're talking to legends, it's like, there's two, that's that's one question I want to ask you, and then the, the, the next question is, in football, for me, when something was happening, when something was taking place, everything got quiet. I couldn't hear anything. It's like I come in and it's like the play is about to start and I couldn't hear the fans anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like I can't hear anything. Mm-hmm. But I can I can hear my, my, my heart and I can see the quarterback and I can hear it Like I can hear then the play starts and all I can hear is grunting or my breathing. (laughs) Right, And then it's done and then it's it's back. Like I can hear it all. But you got headphones on Mm -hmm. and you're communicating and that's something that it's like, can I walk? Can I chew gum? Can I juggle all at the same time? You got your clutch. You know, you, you, got, you got all these things that you got to balance your whole body and what's going on. And in a moment like that, what are they saying? Like, are they sitting there talking to you? Like, like, are they talking shit like, yo, you are a bad, bad man. Just keep going. Or are they saying, don't panic, don't panic. Or are they saying, what are you doing, Ross? Or what? Like, they might have a nickname for you. I don't know. But when I talk to my legends... There's always that cool perspective of taking you a little bit deeper into the mind and, and how it all plays out. What were they saying to you, Beth? Yes,
4: yeah, so a few laps before the move, I was racing with four points, like racing for position with, with Denny in the 11, and that's that was all around us. It was whoever finished. I had to finish within two spots of him and we were racing side by side and my crew chief keyed up and said think neutral because he ran into me, I would ran into him, we kept bumping each other. Mm-hmm. And it was all fair, it was all, it was all good. Um, and my crew chief finally said like, like think, r- think neutral. And that's just a, a, a thought and a mentality that I have um, where I'm not gonna get emotional, I'm not gonna think I have to make up anything, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna get too excited, and I'm not gonna get too sad, I just, what are my options, right, I'm gonna drive in this corner, Push the brake, turn the car, downshift, accelerate off the corner, upshift. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, it brought me, that was the moment where everything else went quiet. Because up to that point, I was sliding the tires. I was listening. I was, all this noise I could hear. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard it explained like that on the football field where everything goes quiet. quiet. And that that happened when he said that. And then I was able to focus. And that's what ultimately, several laps later, set me up to have the clear mindset to think of the wall. Um, so it was just a simple, um, a simple thought from a book I've read that I shared with my crew chief and my crew of, of a mentality that I was adopting last year. Mid, over, over the last few years I've ado- adopted this and I really poured back into that last year um, when things weren't going great earlier in the year and I was getting too excited or too sad or angry in the car or mm-hmm. um, too happy too early. And uh yeah, it brought me on it brought me back, so all was...
3: right, I have a couple more questions for you. Then I'm gonna let you get to this. And before I ask you about being here in the Coliseum, because you're obviously going to run it this year, um, but before we get to that, um you know, it's just it's it's interesting the debate. People will say, are drivers athletes or no? And I always say, because I happen to be a fan, you know, I, my, fa- my my family's from Virginia, so you, you gotta understand. And he, we talked about Hermie and all those guys, like my family is from in and around those areas. So I come from a couple bootleggers, you know, some, some super, super ridiculously committed NASCAR fans. Yeah. So I always get, bothered when people had the discussion are NASCAR drivers, are drivers, are they athletes? I said, well, get in a car, drive around, let's say, I don't know, go to a mall and drive around the mall a hundred times. And you tell me if you get tired, you tell me if you had to focus, You tell me if you had to use hand-eye coordination, you know, did you have to use anticipation? Just humor me with that. And then people sit there like, a hundred-something, like, you know, like, yeah. Like, you know, when they do say, you know, 500, you do do know that they mean 500 laps, you Mm know? Are y'all athletes? Alright,
4: I don't mean to be the Debbie Downer, but I do struggle with the thought of what when they ask the question, they're asking in the sense of physically on a field or on some sort of just physical side.
3: Or is that or is that a taking the liberty of assuming that I have to put this into terms like that?
4: And maybe I maybe I assume that, but when I Let's when I get asked the question
3: We're gonna have a breakthrough.
4: I I default to a 40-yard dash or okay. a mile test or throwing a ball, mm-hmm. catching a ball, hitting a ball, kicking a ball. Mm-hmm. In those senses, no. But that's not my career. And that's not what I've trained to do since I, I've been, I didn't know it, but I, since I was 12 years old, I was I started racing at my local short track. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've been refining this craft of driving a vehicle to the limit. And I step over it. Well, then I learn to catch it. And get it back under control mm-hmm. without crashing and hitting the wall you can crash a race car but not hit anything mm-hmm. that's the art of doing it and then if you can crash a car not hit anything and not lose a position or not lose much time that's when you've got a handle on the car and you're working with the car mm-hmm. and it's working with you so in that sense yes i have to be able to go out and for sometimes four hours drive a car mm-hmm. to the limit with any mistake will be ridiculed and critiqued by not only my team and how we could have prevented it, but by the media and by sure. everybody watching. And mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm guilty of it, too. When I watch a driver make a mistake, I instantly, even if I don't say it out loud, I form an opinion of that driver, right. oh, he should have done this, he should have done that, watching a football game.
3: Oh you got to catch the ball. Right, you should have did this, you should have did that. So
4: you don't, until you experience it for yourself, it's hard to put into words or explain to people what it takes to perform at at this level, Mm
3: -hmm.
4: at a professional level in any sport, because nobody is bad. There's not a bad driver that will pull on the track on Sunday night. Mm -hmm. There's not a bad driver that will strap in to a race car at your local short track, because even to do that at the local level, at the hobby level, it takes, a, it takes a skill that most people will never experience to put a automobile to the limit and then catch it. Um, so yes, I do believe that in our field, I don't have to be the best runner, I don't have to be the best cyclist, I don't have to obviously bench press the most weight, mm-hmm. but when I get in that car I need to be the best I can be in there and so everything I do training, mentally and physically is about driving that car in a quarter mile circle on Sunday night.
3: Hey, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's right. This year has gone by so quickly, and there's so many things to be proud of in your 2024 so far, but oh, there's some things that you still want to accomplish out there as well. So look, when life is going fast and it's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins, you stop and celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. That's right. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. So listen, I got to tell you, I benefit from therapy. That's right. I have conversations, and I talk about the things I want to accomplish. I talk about things that I have accomplished. And you know what? When you do it, you go to a place like Better help. That's right. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. I know it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma, it's for all of us. All right. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give Better Help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Take a moment, visit BetterHelp.com slash Game Presents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash
0: Game Presents.
1: Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at HomeDepot.com.
3: You're athletes. I, I think so whenever I look at it like that. You guys are definitely athletes. And and I think it's not even close. Again, like I said, the hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. You know, I know some athletes that can play basketball really well but look horrible playing football. Mm-hmm. You know, guys that can play baseball real well look horrible horrible playing football Mm -hmm. it's just to me it's all different but if there is a physical challenge that is involved that involves a a reward of sorts you are competing for a reward I feel like you're an athlete like like you said it might not be measured in 40 times but you know what we're not measuring Tiger Woods or Phil you know in 40 times Mm -hmm. on the golf course or anything like that you know but you respect their gangster as athletes Mm -hmm. right Y'all can win ESPYs, you know what I mean? Like, we can win ESPYs together. I mean, hell, I'm sitting here talking to you athlete to athlete. I'm not sitting here talking to you. I mean, we may, like, okay, you're a golfer. You're a driver. Mm -hmm. I'm a football player, you know, I'm a, you know, whatever. I'm a linebacker, maybe more specific, right? You know, that's a center. Like, I always say you guys are athletes because, to me, if, If I get a reward for what it is, I get awarded this, I earn this by being the best at what it is that I'm doing, competing, doing it, it's a sport. Mm -hmm. And you're an athlete in the sport. But, you know, that's just me giving that to you, you know what I mean? Because I I respect it, you know what I mean? All right. Here's my my last question for you. I always ask this, too. Well, Well, before I get to that one, before I get to that one. Let's let's talk about the backdrop, the Coliseum. We're in the Coliseum. You keep mentioning short tracks. This is a short track. Yes. First thing I heard, or first thing I thought about when they said they were bringing the race here is like, man, it's it's going to be too too small. It's going to be too short. Like, are they going to play bumper cars? Like, what what like is are like are they going to use go karts? Like, how how are they going to pull this off? But from everybody I talked to, Harvick like. From everybody that I've spoken to, it sounds as though you guys are having a, well, you haven't done it, but sounds like guys have had a hell of a time Mm
1: -hmm.
3: doing the race. Are you excited about being in the Coliseum? We're in West Hollywood. Well, we're in Hollywood. Um, Are you excited about this opportunity to do this track? And what makes this kind of intriguing or exciting for you to do this race in particular?
4: Yeah, it's. It's a smaller track than I started on at 12 years old. Okay. That was a 3 oh, wow. of a mile. It had an extra eighth of a mile built into it. Okay. This one's quarter mile, and it feels smaller. And then you surround it with the stadium. It's an incredible experience, like I've never, never felt before. And when I, when we were coming here last year, I was so focused on the track, you know, everything about it. And then we got out here, and I realized very quickly this is unlike any. NASCAR race that we've ever put on since I've been around. We've never been in the city. Mm-hmm. We've never been able to walk to a restaurant and walk scooter to our hotel, you yeah. know, just right through the city. And houses all around us, apartment buildings, office buildings, see in the skyline, right there. Like we're in it. We're not Fontana thirty minutes Fontana's away. Out, you know, right, it's yeah, out it's yeah. out there built out where there's yep. space. And I realized through some programs we did last year and we just did some last night is that we're in a section of town that might not have ever seen NASCAR because they didn't go to Fontana. They didn't go to Charlotte or Daytona. But now we're in their backyard. We're in their front yard. We're in their side yard. Like, Mm -hmm. they can't get away from this. And they know the stadium's here. Right. They've been to games here. They've been to events here, concerts over at the new stadium, whatever it is. And to see the look on kids' face whenever they walk in and see it. They've never seen a NASCAR race. Right. And they're pulling up on YouTube. NASCAR right there while I'm talking to them and they're turning their phone is that you and right. then they last night show me the wall is that you up on the wall hit the wall that was you I saw it on Sports Center. I saw this I saw it on TikTok right and now they're standing here and then when we hand them a ticket come back Sunday bring here's four tickets <laughs> like passing cool. out like we want this town we want this city to come and see us we want to show them like we just I feel so lucky we get to do what we love. Mm-hmm. But then when you see people's face and they get to experience it and enjoy it, as, I mean, we're a form of entertainment. That feeling of their smiling, and, and like we talk about on the field, on the track, when everything goes quiet, for them, whatever else is going on in life, what's so great about sports you is that it. everything's gone. Mm-hmm. And whether they know it or not, they're just watching a sporting event and they're just laughing, hanging out with some buddies, hanging out with mom and dad, and getting to experience that sport. Mm-hmm. The rest of the world is gone mm-hmm. to them, and for those couple of hours on Sunday night when they're out here watching, they can just forget about everything. They might have a homework assignment due, or they might have a job interview on Monday. They don't have to worry about it. It'll they're work. just here to enjoy it their and take a break. That stuff will be there Monday morning. School, mm-hmm. work, life, it'll all be there, but while they're here watching it and being in the city, we're with people that might not have ever gotten the chance to see it and I'm so thankful that NASCAR's done this brought us outside of our comfort zone of mm-hmm. being out in the country on some big piece of land with a big track and motorhomes everywhere. There's yeah. no campers around here. Right. We don't even we, we're struggling to find places to park ourselves in our rental cars. Right. So now we get to
3: expose ourselves to a whole new group of people it's and seeing awesome. that smile is so cool. You know, at them big tracks, y'all disappear. It's like, meow. Okay. Here, on, here, on, here, on, here, on, here on. And it's like yeah. you got to wait. Binoculars. Right? I got to turn. It's like, you right, way over there, like way over there." Mm-hmm. Not here. Like the the spectators will be able to see y'all the entire time. Yes.
4: You don't even have to turn your head. You just look down.
3: That's pretty cool. It's so cool.
4: Uh, and it feels that way on the track. You're barely getting the throttle down wide open. And then you
3: got to come off, right?
4: And you're turning as hard as you can. It's such a Height
3: radius. Right. It's so cool. That's pretty awesome. All right. I'm going to ask your opinion on this and then I'm going to get the final question out. So I'm going to start this this uh this tailgating cooking show. All right. And we're going to start it with NASCAR. Like we're going, we're going to go out there, we're going to get with the tailgaters. You have the hell melon. Mm-hmm. The name of our show is going to be Show Me Your Meat. How you feel about that? Mm. Bold strategy. You've you you've, you've sure. seen
4: NASCAR fans
3: before, right? Yeah, I, that's seen. that's why I'm super pumped up mm-hmm. for it to happen. Mm-hmm. So well, I like, mean, there could be you... some. There, I mean, there could be some bleeped out moments mm-hmm. that take place when we go up to the tailgate and say, "Show me your meat." But at the end of the day. We really want to see what you're cooking, and I—I I don't know if they'll use all this in your
4: in in the show in the pot. But I mean,
3: oh, I—I I gotta ask. You look mortified. I mean, how do you like your meat? I mean, medium rare. Mm, okay. I'm a meat connoisseur. Mm. I really enjoy the meat. Okay. How about
4: you? Mm. I, yeah, medium rare as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: Big into the pellet smoking.
4: Yeah, now. gives it a lot of fa- a lot of flavor. You, know? you don't have to like stoke the fire or nothing. You just yeah. punch in the number. Smoke it.
3: Put it's your nice. meat right where you want it. You
4: get your meat right.
3: You got the thermometers. Oh,
4: right in there.
3: Probe it, and you get the temperature, and it lets you know that your meat is done the way you want it to be done.
4: Have you ever grilled watermelon on a
3: grill? I've never had grilled watermelon. Okay, okay. It's not. I mean, it's technically it's still meat. Technically, we watermelon can come up with. A hell, melon recipe. Yeah. Okay. The hell. melon. Do you have to take your meat and like slam it against the wall. I mean, whatever works for you. Mm. I, I'm I'm certain that that may tenderize it a little bit, mm. make it, you know, a little bit easier to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah, you know.
4: Got to have tender meat.
3: It's the best. That's the key. It's very key. Mm-hmm. All right, well, good luck to that. Good hey, thank there. you, thank yeah. you. I, you know, I'll make sure I have you as a guest I'll uh, yeah. Show Me Your Meat. We're going to go around, you know, we're going, you know, we're going to have a whole bunch of people, you know, sharing their meat with us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: can't, I can't.
3: All right, that's good. You held it. It, it, was, it was amazing what you did right there. Oh. All right, last question, and I'm going to let you go, man, and I really appreciate you. Um, coming up and doing the interview I know you got a lot going on and a lot of focus time legacy is super important to me it's always been something that's mattered everything that I've, I've tried to do I've tried to do it in a way where it's something that my family can be proud of I can be proud of when it's all said and done and they're looking at you and they're like he was a fine man what do you want to hear like, what would you want the people to say? What do you want people to remember you about? What is it that you would want them to say about you?
4: Yes, yeah, so that's, uh, that's something I've had conversations with, with my family about early on in my career as we were trying to figure out how to navigate the sport. And then as I've grown in my role in the sport, I have my own group on the business side um, helping me navigate all this, helping me handle all my relationships with the team and with sponsors and um, different teams I drive for Xfinity teams, truck teams. So navigating all that, and we have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Early on, it was it, I was fully bought into. I didn't want anybody to know my name. I wanted to know me as the watermelon guy, oh, kid, Zach. Melon. Never ne- Zach. Never, never Zach, ne- Zach, Zach. Never, never came across up. the table. Nope. Nope. All right. Okay. But just to know me as something around watermelons, because that's what my family's livelihood is. And mm-hmm. if I can get one more watermelon to sell in the grocery store on a Monday, well, then that just raises the t- the the tide of all watermelon sales. And whether they actually came from our farm or not, that grocery store will have to then buy more watermelons, which helps the watermelon farmers. Pretty somewhere. awesome, man. Selfless. And as I thought that would change, and it it really hasn't. So I don't I don't get too much into people knowing my name. I still want them to know about watermelons and agriculture. That's that's what I am. That's American. What I know about. That's very American. Of and me. so, yeah, it's. Um, I love that. And and I don't even you know, I I just want, I want people to know us as Trackhouse, mm-hmm. and I want to be with Trackhouse you know for a long time. I want to, to the grow, Melon Man to grow this Trackhouse. Yeah, and um, I, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm so early on into this. I don't know that I know what I want people to remember me as. I'm not. Anywhere thinking about the end of my career and how to look back on it right now we're we're writing chapters, and we've got like a lot it. of chapters left to write, so
3: I like it man, hmm. yeah, I think you remind me of a Zach that's why I said Zach mm. hope know. it was a good Zach It's who you remind me of I mean I, we bonded so 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 good there, man, you know I think that that's what it was, yeah you know the elementary school that I went to was actually named Ross. Zach. <laughs> Name Ross. It was Ross Elementary. Where at? Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh.
4: Hmm.
3: It was Ross Elementary. Did your
4: elementary? Have you been back to it since you like? Graduated? I have. Yeah. Did I've done? I've been back to mine. I feel like they're built short. Like when I went back in as an adult, I was like, Wow, these roofs are really low. I I don't know. I don't know if anybody else. I've never asked anybody else if they have that experience.
3: You know, it's the smell for me. Mm. Schools disgust me oh. because of the smell.
1: Oh.
3: <laughs> Especially elementary schools. But wow. I don't like, why do all high schools smell like a cafeteria?
4: Mm-hmm,
3: they do. And grade schools, elementary schools smell, it has this unique, it's like a unique smell. Mm. Everyone I've ever been in It's like why does it smell like
4: that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. But I just remember going back and thinking,
3: this used to look a lot bigger. Well, because you were probably a lot smaller, though.
4: Much It's hard to get much smaller. <laughs> I'm one of the tallest guys in my family, actually. Are you? Yeah. How tall are you? Mm-hmm. You don't want to tell people? i say 5'8 uh, and a half. Okay. That's not bad. I used to say 5'10". I don't think that was right. Go know. with 5'10". 5 5'8". Nah, I'd rather undersell
3: and over-deliver. You know what you give them? You give them the opportunity to experience your stature, mm. your aura. Aura. Like I always say, people are like, man, how tall are you? I'm like, I'm 6'3". I'm people are like, man, you seem like you're 6'5", like 6'6". Six, six. And I'm like... My aura. It's just the stature. Gotcha. Like, you feel it. That's why I said it to you when you can It's like mm-hmm. you're taller than what I remember, man. Yep. It was your aura. The aura. It came down the hallway. It was like, damn, here comes Ross. We were
4: also a little late, so we were kinda walking quick. <laughs> mm. Couldn't get like, in the place. I mean you didn't have didn't to, have an
3: armband. Go figure.
4: Armbands, these these are they I gotta sell
3: this thing for a good I mean, that's pretty interesting that that a star driver had an interesting time. What are y'all doing? (laughs) What are you doing? This is Up On Game Presents Conversations with a Legend with my man, Ross. Yeah, Chastain. And let me tell you something. This might be the dopest interview that I've done thus far. So I appreciate you coming on, my guy. I wish you all the best, all the luck in the world. Make sure you check us out wherever it is that you check out your podcast, Apple Podcasts, uh, whatever. Just, what, what, just just type in Up One Game Presents, and you'll you'll get you know you'll get what I'm talking about. Or you can check us out on YouTube as well. Um, Shouts out to Payomatic for for making sure that we can put on these wonderful shows. Um, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, until next time, man. Um, yeah, I'm Lavar Arrington and. Just been blessed. So we'll check you out next week.
0: At Bet 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
2: You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... And not to mention we have one of the top zoos in the country so can a city with the country's best pro soccer team ranking as a top culinary destination in the world be in your own backyard yes columbus plan your summer at experiencecolumbuscom slash summer getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools